Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Fit Till 30. As always, I am your host Tudor, and thank you for joining me each Wednesday on this journey. For this week's topic, I want to start with painting a picture of the subject that we are going to approach today, just so it helps you understand a bit what we are going to discuss. So, let's say you are following a diet because you want to lose weight. Similarities to my current situation, not coincidental. And you have already established what you are okay to eat, what you are not okay to eat, and you've been following it and it's been giving results. But let's say you go for an event, such as attending a wedding, having a meal at a restaurant, or staying over at someone's house. In any case, it can be anything really, and the details will differ for each person, but the bottom line is that you must put yourself in a situation where you have to eat things that are not part of your diet. You might feel bad after it. You might also be very upset at yourself that you've not respected your diet anymore. You might think that everything has now gone wrong and you are now no longer capable of maintaining this lifestyle change. And because of this disappointment in yourself and that you've eaten what you shouldn't have, it might trigger, let's say, a cascade effect. How? Well, because you've eaten something bad. You might think something along the lines of, well, this day is ruined, so what's the point? Let me at least enjoy myself and eat whatever I want. As a result, instead of making one mistake in that day, you end up making several based on this principle that you consider this day a cheat day, so to speak. This is just going to be fine, and you know, like you've already made a mistake, so what's the point of repeating it some more? And that's when obviously any kind of mistake that you've done has just been amplified tenfold. And that's not, of course, a healthy attitude. The root of the issue I just described is complex, but it can be broken down into three major factors. The first one would be the fact that because we tend to label things in a certain way, we make the activities related to them good or bad, which means that it influences us on a deeper psychological level than it should. What do I mean by this? Well, when you go on a diet and you've restricted yourself certain foods and allowed other foods, you've unwittingly created this kind of idea that some foods are good for you and some foods are bad for you, which obviously is true from a purely nutritional standpoint, but that's not the problem here. Rather, the problem is that when you not only label food as such, but you also label the fact that you eat these foods as being a good thing or a bad thing, now, when you end up eating any bad foods, which, as I presented at the start, is something that can happen quite normally in our life, you end up putting yourself down over it. Why so? Well, the idea is that you made a mistake, right? You ate something that you shouldn't, so now you feel bad and you criticize yourself for making that decision, as a result putting yourself down. And what do people who are feeling down often resort to as a form of coping? That's right, they eat food for comfort. So you end up eating worse and again feel bad for doing that and the cycle repeats itself. Now you understand that it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy or feedback loop. Therefore, the idea is that we only end up hurting ourselves when we do this kind of mix and match in the sense that we do not just label food as good or bad, but we also label ourselves as good or bad based on the food that we eat. And this conflation is what is creating issues for us when we find ourselves in situations where we end up eating the wrong foods. And again, 
that's just one part of the equation. The other factor that amplifies to a certain extent this kind of good or bad labeling is the fact that unfortunately, whether we like it or not, we have something called the negativity bias. You might ask, what is this negativity bias? Well, thank you for asking. This is the idea that even when we are exposed to things that are very similar, one good and one bad, we always tend to react much more strongly to the negative one. So again, this might be something like a traumatic event, or it could be something like a bad experience with someone, and so on. And the reverse also applies. So a pleasant event or a good interaction with someone won't have as high of an impact. This again is rooted in what we consider to be the older parts of the brain, stemming back from an era where good events are nice, but not required, but where bad events are important because you need to learn how to avoid them or prevent them. Otherwise, you might find yourself in grave danger further down the line. Because of this enhanced reaction to negative events, it becomes something that's hindering us often from making true progress in many areas, including in our weight loss journey. Let's say you've had one week of excellent progress, but you've had one bad day in which you started the day by eating something you shouldn't have, and then continue making bad food decisions throughout the day because you enter the loop we described earlier. As part of this loop, you adopt an all-or-nothing attitude and consider that day to be lost and overeat for the entire day, and it can even reach a state where you've eaten so much that you end up erasing all the progress that you did in the rest of the week. And of course, when you end up weighing yourself at the end of that week and notice the lack of progress or even regress, that will probably plant you into another bout of self-deprecation and worry for your future progress, causing another spiral into making bad dietary choices, all due to putting yourself down because you saw that you didn't reach the progress that you desired. The third thing that I wanted to mention that makes things harder is when we are trying to anticipate being in a bad situation. As I said at the beginning, you'll often end up in situations where you realize you can't keep your diet. And those situations can be scary due to what we discussed before as being ways the mind can take us off track. However, an even worse situation is if you have something like an upcoming event that you are aware of where you are probably not going to be able to respect your diet. Two examples of these planned events are weddings and parties. In both cases, you are aware that these events are not going to be places where you're going to find healthy food in general, and you kind of have to accept that you'll probably either not eat much, or if you're going to eat, you know it's not going to be very good for you. Now, the problem is that a lot of people that are on a diet will often go through a sort of mental rumination over this, in the sense that they'll keep thinking about the upcoming event and what they shouldn't eat, such as avoiding cake, or fries, or snack foods. And these thoughts will persist, meaning most of the time what will happen is that on reaching that event, they will probably be incredibly tempted to break the rules that they set themselves beforehand, probably eating the exact things they are vowing not to. What I just exemplified is a concept in psychology called the white bear problem, and it basically states that when people try to not think about certain things, that only just makes those things even more present in their mind and even more likely to pop up in their heads. The name itself comes from the idea that if you try not to think about white bear, you will still imagine white bear in your head. So the idea is that a lot of the time our brain is not capable of understanding 
necessarily the negation in front of a thought. So again, I'll tell you now, do not think about a white bear. But wait, most of you will still probably have a flash in your head and you will conjure the image of a white bear because it's just natural for the mind to imagine the things that it's talking or hearing about and not necessarily understand the fact that the matter discussed is unwanted. This all goes as well as you'd expect in the case I highlighted above. You could be telling yourself you will not eat cake at the wedding, while your brain will imagine you eating cake and as such make you even more predisposed once you go to that wedding to cheat on your diet and eat cake. Now, of course, these three things that I discussed are big factors in what I would call lack of adherence to a diet, and it can be hard to overcome them. But what you always need to keep in mind is that our mind may seem very smart, but as you can see, since it can be influenced by so many things, that also means that it still can be tricked into doing what we consciously want. For example, Going back to the problem that we are labeling things as good or bad, we must first do one thing. I understand this one is not easy, but what we have to do is we need to try and understand that food is good or bad, but we are not good or bad based on what we eat. We must try to disassociate ourselves from the food we eat, and while we are on a diet, we must try not to base our self-worth on the fact that we are eating one type of food or another. This step is very important, because the whole idea is that while we may sometimes end up not respecting our diet, it's important for us to not think less of ourselves for that, because we live in a world where it is indeed hard sometimes to resist the countless number of temptations every day to consume more food than we should. So never feel bad about yourself for doing it. Just accept it as something that has already happened and that it has already passed. And just, you know, try to do better next time and try to learn from the experience without putting yourself down and without being tempted to just give up everything you've already accomplished. Next, the negativity bias. The idea here is more about trying to understand that everything hangs in a balance and that it's not always black or white. Let's say you adhere to your diet for an entire week and then you have one single meal that maybe hasn't gone exactly as you planned. You can just imagine, you know, the series of good decisions that you made all week, then consider that one mistake you made, dietarily speaking, and obviously the balance should tip a lot more towards the healthy side. And that should make it a lot easier for you to reconcile this mistake happening and moving on. Or even if you have, for example, a very bad day, and you eat a lot more than just one bad meal, then you can again imagine the balance. Realize that probably for now the balance has shifted in the wrong direction and just promise yourself that you will now attempt for several days to try and eat healthier, tipping the balance in the right direction. To sum up, don't panic. Don't feel like everything is wasted. Just imagine the objective and what you're trying to accomplish. This also loops back nicely to the third item that we discussed with the white bear problem. In this case, it is helpful to imagine all the healthy food that you'll be eating, as that's going to be the thing that you're thinking about. And finally, when you're thinking about certain events that are coming up and you're afraid that you're going to overeat, by thinking about not touching the wrong foods, you're just making it even more likely that you think about ways you could cheat on our diet. So the way to overcome this is to be honest and realistic, in the sense that instead of trying to impose yourself, 
something that will probably be unlikely to happen, you try to think about it in a more positive and realistic fashion. So, instead of saying, oh, I won't eat the second course and I won't eat cake, you say something like, I'll eat a bit of the second course and I'll probably eat a slice of cake, but I won't go for seconds. Thus, instead of going with the negatives and just making yourself very, let's say, envious of what you could be having, just try to be realistic and say what you will have and just focus on that as being the goal instead of thinking of it as a restriction. Because that's when temptation appears, when you're trying to restrict yourself from something. I think that's the whole point of this, is to try to be more realistic with our expectations and just try to make our brain our friend in this endeavor instead of an enemy and try to understand that a lot of things can happen when we put our minds into it. So it's important to just always be aware of the things that could be preventing your diet and just try to be more mindful and try to think of the diet as something you're trying to achieve but not tying yourself so closely to it that it might impact your emotional state and kick in this negativity bias. Thank you for uh, listening to everything. This was one roller coaster of an episode, and no small part due to the fact that I obviously identify a lot with what was spoken as well. Because, go figure, I am actually going through something similar right now. In the sense that this week um, I am sadly reporting that I have actually gained weight for the first time since starting this uh, project. In the sense that um, last week I had 121.1 kilograms and this week I have 121.6 kilograms. So I've gained half a kilogram of weight. Well, what can you do? Again, I'll try to actually, you know, respect the same advice that I just gave you beforehand and try to be positive about this and try not to blame myself too much. I am aware of things that I could have done better during the last week, so it's it's not the kind of situation where I could say objectively that I did nothing wrong and I don't understand how this happened. But for this week, I think I will try monitoring my calories closely. So I'll actually try to give caloric values to everything that I'm eating, posting it in my um, calorie counter. And I think for this week, I'll try to go with a thousand calories deficit per day. So that means I'll try to eat about 1,700 calories per day. Let's see if that will make a difference. I'm expecting it will. Unforeseen uh, events notwithstanding. So, uh, wish me luck, I guess. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check the show notes if you want to give any feedback or uh, talk about the episode on the subreddit. And I will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>